You're listening to the ProcureTech Podcast, your weekly show for all that's cooking in the digital procurement space. Yes, we've got the hottest startups, thought leadership and conversation from visionary industry experts and definitely no stiff corporate content. I'm your host, James Meads, procurement pro, digital nomad and ProcureTech fanboy. And now here's this week's show. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of the ProcureTech podcast, where every week we bring you everything that is fun, exciting and innovative in the digital procurement space. This week, we're going to be taking a stroll down a very popular area of digital transformation, but also one that has historically been quite underserved, particularly when we look at the mid market. We're talking all about source to pay and how digital transformation doesn't necessarily need to be complicated. And a lot of the latest buzzwords in technology don't necessarily need to be applied to be able to run a successful digital transformation full stack end to end. So with that topic, uh, I would like to introduce today's guest on the show, who is Frank Schmidt, CEO of German source to pay provider Onventis. Frank, a very warm welcome. Hi, James. I'm very glad to meet you and your interesting communication format. I've heard a lot of it and I'm really happy to participate today. Great to have you, especially considering that you're one of the more mature players on the market, let's say. You've been around for over 20 years in one form or another. So if we look at starting the digital transformation journey for mid-sized businesses. Maybe talk to me, first of all, just give us a quick overview of what Onventis does and the market that you serve. And then we can maybe jump into how this space has changed over the years and what what you've seen in, in, in industry as the digital transformation process and the requirements have really matured uh, among the customer base. Of course, uh, I'll do so. Well, as you have mentioned, Inventus um, um, is uh, well one of the, well, I would say one of the founding uh, companies regarding regarding cloud and and procurement. So during the foundation times, um, cloud was wasn't even uh, popular and known in the market. It was a it was a, a rented software business, so to speak. So, but we developed quite early into a full service uh, cloud provider. So, but. For the time being, and today, Adventus has um, well developed into well one of the leading Central European players uh, with our all-in-one procurement platform. Um, and as you already said, uh, we are completely and 100% focusing on the mid-size enterprise market, um, connecting buyers and, and suppliers. So mid-size market for us means uh, these are internationally acting uh, companies and uh, or groups of, of companies. Um, well, Mainly uh, companies between 100 million uh, annual turnover and 1.5 billion annual turnover. So the golfers would say this is the sweet spot of our go-to market. Of course, we also service uh, a lot of bigger uh, companies and groups worldwide. But uh, the, um, the proactive go-to market and uh, how the how the platform and our business uh, is sized um, is the is the mid-sized uh, enterprise market. There we offer a full all-in-one uh, procurement um, suite uh, underlaid by uh, a, a network, a vast network. 
So for the buying organizations, uh, this is a full end-to-end -end suite uh, for operative procurement. Um, so all order management, all catalog management, shop integration, searching, finding, shopping baskets, uh, approval workflows, um, also including fully automated invoice uh, management and robotics accounting uh, functionalities. Um, then, of course, all the source to contract functionalities for RFIs and RFXs, uh, RFQs. Uh, with the contract management um, possibility. And last but not least, and uh, this is a really hot topic, of course, uh, for, um, for for today's uh, challenges for mid-sized enterprises is the whole um, supplier management uh, stuff. So supplier adoption programs, supplier quality management, supplier risk management, and everything um, what, uh, what, what's, uh, what's in context with uh, supplier relationship. Management and as I said, of course, so we are very early. We decided to run that on a network-based approach, so that's the clear differentiator to other companies uh, with procurement solutions. We do that with a with a big tank of a, of a, of a, a very fast uh, and strongly growing uh, supplier network with really good supplier data and qualified supplier data, uh, classified uh, supplier data, which is of course bringing a lot of advantages to the buying organizations. So that's in uh, that's in brief some some facts around the company. We're 160 people, um, headquartered in Stuttgart, South Germany, um, with subsidiaries in Düsseldorf, in uh, The Hague, Netherlands, in uh, Stockholm. We open, we just uh, recently opened uh, a UK our UK go to market, um, and um, yeah, we're developing near shores in several countries, and we do that since 2000. And you're in the space, if you say 100 million euro up to about, I think you said 1.5 billion, that's at the top end, that's kind of on the border of some of the bigger, more established enterprise suites. So do you often find that you're competing against some of the more household names in, in, in the sort of upper end of the segment? That's a good question. Yes, of course. So, well, well, one clearly has to admit, uh, James, that that's not a that's not a secret that this market of uh, especially the market of uh, end to end uh, all in one players. Um, this is a, I think, a very a very small market already. So there are a lot of consolidation, of course, uh, took place uh, the last years. Uh, so we also were able to acquire um, uh, several players in that in that context. We just recently acquired um, one of the. Fastest growing and very interesting uh, AI-based um, um, procurement analytics, play, analytics player, Spendency, a Swedish company. Uh, two years ago, we acquired WorkflowWise, a specialist for uh, for invoice management and robotics accounting. So this market is, or, or the players in that market, uh, they're well, there are not hundreds of that, I would say. So I think it's a it's a quite consolidated uh, view, and uh, especially mid-sized companies who really look for end-to-end -end solutions because they cannot afford best-of-breed strategies like the like the large ones perhaps could could do. Uh, they really need the end-to-end -end process out of one hand. Uh, there there are only um, only a few players uh, we we face there. So of course, also in in that in the bigger companies. So we also maintain customer relationships with uh, very large companies like Kühne and Nagel, where we globally consolidate a hundred thousands of, of suppliers on our platform. So, so there we, of course, uh, we meet com competitors like SAP or like Coupa or 
Um, yeah, that's the major ones. 70% of, of my customers are SAP users. This is a bread and butter business for us, so highly standardized. Uh, so we, we have fully standardized integration cartridges into the, into the SAP world. And, uh, and of course, in this mid-sized market, we, we, of course, we meet these, these players um, as well. And and you raised a lot of interesting points there. Let me try let me try and break that down a little bit. So, on the one hand, you're quite right to say that often a mid market business will want to go for an all in one solution because they can't aff- they either can't afford or they don't have the the IT resources that they think they maybe need to manage different best of breed solutions. Uh, but then at the same time, they could also be at the very start of their digital journey and I guess decide to opt for a best of breed solution that that just does one of those things and then bolt on other ones as they as they mature. It's it's kind of like a different approach, isn't it, depending on on the strategy that that they want to follow. But in your experience selling into that market, what do you typically find are the biggest sort of must-have criteria. I mean, before we hit record, we touched on a little bit the the implementation time and the and the time to value in terms of you know from when you sign the contract to when it's actually up and running and delivering value, which I suspect is a big one. But but other than that, what what else do you come across? I mean, how price sensitive are customers, for example? The price is always, of course, a, a topic. So best, uh, best um, uh, time to value is, of course, um, a very, a very interesting uh, and, and hot topic uh, for, for such customers. So apart from all the, the procurement um, and, and supply relationship requirements uh, from such a solution, from such an implementation, um, such uh, Mittelstand companies, so these mid-sized companies, they of course they they want to have they want to have uh, not not the whole thing at once because they simply cannot afford. Uh, so uh, modularity is a is a is a big uh, topic uh, there. So we, we the, the whole platform and the solution uh, has to be scalable um, in a very flexible uh, way. So uh, start small sometimes, beginning with the low hanging fruits like. Uh, while indirect procurement or, or perhaps a, a supplier adoption. Um, so don't start with everything at once, uh, but really start small and then you can, you can roll out it and digitize uh, the whole process end to end. So modularity and, and scalability is a, is a big topic in general to such companies, to the mid-sized player. And, and of course, um, um, time to value and fast project implementation and a very good price performance ratio uh, this is crucial for such companies and this is also this makes also the difference from working and digitizing the procurement department with a player like Unventus we're a hundred percent focused on our on our platform on the solution on incremental revenue uh, and not that much on, on on all the services around like consulting services I did 12 years I did I say I was responsible for SAP business and a big a large integration player, I know quite exactly how to build up a huge business model around the services. So that's a clear comparison with us. So the customers, they, they implement with us very fast, very smoothly uh, compared to an SAP Ariba implementation. We do the same job, hopefully better, but I think better at, at a 30, 35% total cost of ownership compared to an SAP implementation, for instance. Um, uh, that's what the customers we won and, and uh, who also had perhaps experience with 
with this really large um, uh, large approaches. Um, and, and so that makes the difference. So we do it with 35 or 40% total cost of ownership. So to be really fast and best time to value there. Hey, so just a quick interlude to let you know about procurementsoftware.site. This is a new website that I recently launched to give you, the listener, a free-to-access intuitive guide to digital procurement technology. You can filter on a multitude of different criteria and pick out a short list of procurement software solutions that are relevant to your business and your needs in less time than it takes to boil an egg. No corporate subscriptions, no complex jargon, and definitely no pay-to-play model. We are a completely transparent, open book, and we really want to get your feedback on what we can really do to make this user experience better and constantly improve so as we're providing value to you. Check out procurementsoftware.site. And now let's get right back to this week's podcast. Obviously, you've been in this space for a long time. And and I guess at the beginning, you were selling pretty much exclusively to, to Greenfield customers. Are you now finding that a lot of your sales or a lot of your inquiries are coming from companies that already have one of these established suites and they're looking perhaps to move to something a little bit more agile and, and user-friendly? Or, or do you still find that most inquiries are, are Greenfield, especially given you know, if you're selling into the mid-market, there isn't a huge amount of digital transformation maturity in this sector. Well, that's a good that's a good question, uh, James. So, so first of all, um, we don't we don't see greenfield anymore. Of course, we're in 22 now, and uh, I think all of these companies they have done a, a lot of homework throughout the last work, uh, years, of course, to digitize uh, their business. So, um, so the full replacements and changing from a, from an existing platform uh, into another existing platform um this happens um, but these are the rarer cases um, um I, we, we see in the market mostly we see companies um already started with um, with with some procurement processes um perhaps having already uh, implemented um also on the on the in the CFO resort on the financial side perhaps also invoice management uh, solutions. Um, so everybody has something perhaps uh, in place. And, and this is now the second or the third wave already where they really try to consolidate and, and, and really connecting the digital dots within the company, which, uh, which makes it quite, of course, uh, quite difficult if you have a very heterogeneous approach and process landscape. So we rather see companies there not replacing, but consolidating their Perhaps rather fragmented um, digital processes uh, onto an, 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 an through-going uh, process platform. So these are most of the cases. And there's also a difference, of course, from sector, from industrial sector to industrial sector. Whereas in the industry and in the automotive industry, etc., of course, uh, digital processes in supply chain and in procurement, they're of course uh, quite sometimes quite mature because uh, these are the the, the sectors, of course, started very early with uh, digital supply chain management and and, and uh, connecting supplier and, and buyer uh, organizations. Um, on the other hand, side we see um, we see sectors like in, in the services uh, sector, 
um, of course, with uh, where we really see brutally plenty of of, of, of greenfield approaches. Still, so that's that's also a big difference from sector to sector. That's really intuitive how you've separated those different industry sectors. And also, it kind of surprised me that you said that most companies have have at least done something and have started something because I kind of expected you to say that it was more greenfield than existing business. So that was certainly a, a surprise for me to hear you say that. So what you're seeing then is often that they will have started with something like accounts payable or maybe production planning, and then they're perhaps looking to bring it all under one platform rather than having different areas of of little bits of digital transformation or process automation sort of fragmented across the business? Well, I think I think um, one has to admit that uh, we really have to admit that sometimes uh, this uh, mid-sized companies and this mid-market is very good sometimes in digital, being being digital. <laughs> so uh, even better than perhaps large and, and um, very slow acting, acting groups. Um, so, um, so they have something, but um, we, we also see when we look, um, you know, that each year we're doing we're doing a kind of um, of, 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 of a radar. So we have our uh, procurement barometer uh, for the Mittelstand. Um, so this is a central Central European um, uh, study, uh, which we where we do an annual survey of. Uh, how did the digital processes improve or, or perhaps uh, not improve uh, in, in that market? And of course, we clearly see that um, such mid-sized companies, they, they have also their, their problems like the big ones, like the oper- operative automation uh, got stuck throughout the last two years. This was something we found mm-hmm. out with the study, which was quite astonishing because uh, we thought that the corona and the pandemic impacts uh, for procurement departments clearly showed uh, the insufficiencies uh, also of, of digital processes. So we, we thought that it might, this might perhaps uh, steer uh, the, the drive uh, to, 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 uh, to, to improve that, but that got stuck. So, uh, so 50, um, 52 um, uh, percent of, of the, the midsize uh, market, they say um, we're not sufficiently equipped uh, with, uh, with um, uh, through going uh, digital processes and operative uh, procurement. Um, so they they really have uh, still big needs in the classical um, order management of uh, still processes, integrating uh, content, uh, um, even still in, in, in indirect procurement. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of insufficiencies um, still in that market we discover. I'm glad you touched on that because the next thing that I wanted to ask you was about data, particularly around data quality, around, you know, vendor master supplier data quality. That's often used as a reason or an excuse not to start digital transformation. And and you mentioned around COVID and, and how you the supply chains realized that they had a lot of inadequacies with, within their processes. I think data is a big one, especially, and and particularly in mid-market businesses where they, you know, they probably don't have a vendor master centralized management team. Has that often been an obstacle around implementation or maybe share some examples of how you've got around that and have still been able to successfully sell and develop your solution, even though companies may not have completely clean, spotless data? Well, data is a huge topic. Uh, you're completely right. So um, 
would I take one example uh, regarding data? So one one of the most um, or the heavily mentioned topics, of course, um, regarding procurement um, goals and 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 mega trends are are. For instance, the, all this sustainability and and um, in environmental, social, and governance topics, um, um, procurement departments have to fulfill uh, within the next um, 12, 24, uh, 36 uh, months. So, take for instance um, the example of uh, re- reducing the CO two emissions um, in, in your in your supply chain. So. Um, one topic quite astonishingly coming out of our studies is that uh, an average um, 40% of all the mid-sized companies um, we found out in the survey, uh, they don't have, they still don't have uh, uh, climate-neutral goals yet in procurement. This is also a big topic, nothing to do with data yet. But even if they had uh, climacy goals and, and CO2 goals in their supply chain, they would not even be able to fulfill and to, to handle that and to improve that because they still, 40% of, of the of the um, surveyed uh, companies, these mid-sized companies, they don't even have supplier qualification processes in place, which really would allow them to have the data and the data quality to really improve this really heavy and very important topic, getting climate neutral or CO2 neutral um, very soon and to fulfill um, step by step, also um, reglements uh, com- coming also by law. So, so data quality in supplier management is a huge difficulty and a huge problem with that. Why do you think that is? Is it because the procurement teams in these size of businesses just don't have the capabilities and the resources, or is it just because? they don't have a loud enough voice at the top table because they they may not sit on the executive board? Good question. I think, of course, it's like, like always, it's a mixture of, of everything. This is a big organizational topic still. Uh, you're completely right. I think that um, the connection between political and this, this um, company and then strategic goals like the ESG uh, goals of a, of a company um, sometimes we see really the lack of um, connecting this uh, board topics um, uh, also into the operational um, uh, procurement uh, level. This is, an, of course, perhaps an organizational problem that uh, the CPO still does not have the, the access perhaps in that topic. But this is also a big topic of uh, being well, of, of ability to execute, really being able also to digitize or to, to have the transparency in your supply chain and supplier data. There's a sheer lack, of course, of processes and the digital capabilities, of course, uh, because the supplier relationship management system, still the traditional ones uh, where the data is, are still unconnected to, to, to external data sources, for instance, which really could improve and enrich um, the supplier data and therefore create a lot more transparency and based on that transparency having clear decision patterns uh, to really strive towards, towards these goals so not using supplier networks uh, real networks in that context is a is a big obstacle for such companies um, they rely heavily on their sometimes internal supplier relationship management systems without any connections to uh, to, to data feeds and and transparency uh, building um, other platforms. 
Yeah, and that's a great point, actually, because with with all of those external third party companies that can feed data in, you know, I'm thinking the most obvious example is financial stability with things like Dun and Bradstreet and rapid ratings, but there are so many more now, aren't there, around sustainability? Absolutely, yeah. So the the, yeah. the mega trends, the mega trends uh, we find out uh, with uh, all the, um, the most mentioned um, uh, topics and and goals for the procurement departments. Uh, the first, on first rank still is uh, is uh, sustainability, of course. Um, it's uh, the third place is climate neutrality, which I would really take into one. But these are the mentionings, uh, the, the, the hot topics mentioned. And the second one is uh, um, focusing on supplier networks, and this comes this comes comes along together. Uh, it's it's a combination uh, using supplier networks, of course, of of creating that. So in Germany, we have, um, we of course, have a, a compelling event, um, so to speak, uh, regarding your supply chains and um, being CSR compatible and, and ESG compatible. So at the 1st of January 23, um, you have to fulfill the, um, the rules of the so-called um, Lieferkettengesetz, um, so it's the Supply Chain Act, so to speak. So all of these companies are together with these companies. We work a lot of on the supplier master data, of course, of qualification and classification processes with that. And, of course, our supplier network is getting more and more important to that. And supplier network is also a, a very important factor as well, especially when you are such an established platform, because going back to the whole supplier qualification process there are a lot of insights that that network can bring rather than as you say relying solely on an on an on an internal management system which often in those sizes of businesses is not going to be as mature as it would be in in an enterprise company just just staying on the topic of mid-market versus enterprise obviously from a sales cycle and from a sales perspective in theory, the sales cycle should be faster and I won't say easier because selling something is never easy, right? But if if you look at the sales cycle, typically within a mid-market business, there are less politics, there are fewer decision makers, and generally it happens faster. But who are you finding that typically your stakeholders are around uh, in, around convincing them and around being the budget holders for this, and do you find big differences in family-run businesses versus stock market-traded businesses in this sector in terms of speed of implementation or decision making? Well, the, looking at um, looking at the sales cycles, um, this has not changed throughout the last year. So, implementing an all-in-one platform, of course, is comparable with an. Uh, that's uh, fully comparable, but uh, rather an enterprise-like um, project um, compared with an ERP system, so to speak. So, from the sales cycle point of view, of course, we have uh, you have to four weeks uh, till six weeks, but in 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 general, it's it's uh, kind of a three to to six month uh, period. Uh, we're undergoing with this with these companies. We have a we have a clear um, model how to do that um, and, and how to consult the companies um, also in a very early phase uh, to uh, to do the right choices and to prepare themselves to start in such a project. Sometimes, um, well, technology is, uh, is, is one thing, but uh, the ability to execute and uh, having a prepared ground 
having the right data, right people, the right organization um, to, to really implement it successfully and roll out it successfully uh, is the most neglected topic in such cases, honestly spoken. So, so therefore, um, you have to take your time. The customers have to take the time to not only choose technology and functionalities, but also to prepare themselves being ready to roll it out. So we, we start with special consulting, pre-sales consulting package packages, also in combination with our implementation and consulting partners in the sales cycle. So we embed them in a very early stage um, because, as you know, our software and our solution is the one thing, but uh, these partners, they help the customers also to, well, to, to find out the right patterns and, and uh, um, working at the data, at, at, the, at the master data um, and classifications, etc., cetera, um, which is a thing which could be platform independently used afterwards as well. So the sales cycle, I would say, in, in averages between uh, four and, and, and six months uh, to us, for us. Regarding the buying center, um, in mid-sized companies, it's, um, it's, or we see, we see, of course, the chief procurement officer, um, which is, um, in most times, um, and the same level like the CFO, but sometimes it's, uh, it's organized within the CFO, financial and administration, um, uh, board, um, department. Um, so we sell it to the CFOs and to the CPOs. And it depends from where the trigger comes. Sometimes it's the invoice uh, automation pain uh, where they where they start. So it's the CFO and and uh, uh, all the financial departments um, uh, starting the process. But we very early um, implement and engage um, and involve, of course, uh, the procurement department and vice versa when it's the procurement department starting the process. That's interesting. So, so IT or, or CIOs are, are often not the key stakeholders then in this market segment. Well, of course, uh, it, um, it, it's, it goes along with them because they have to give the governance uh, for such uh, topics. Um, but there's also a change, of course, in the, the, the IT and uh, the, the CIO develops more into a chief digital officer orchestrating um, the processes and, and, the, and, and the use platforms uh, for that. And, uh, and so um, they are very process-well driven these days, of course, the chief digital officers and, and working very closely, of course, also with the um, procurement or with the business uh, departments. Um, but um, I think 70% um, of the requests are directly coming out of the, of the procurement department. Interesting. So just before we wrap this up then, Frank, maybe you can share anything that's not top secret that you're working on in terms of technology roadmap or new developments that you're looking to move into? Yes, of, of course. I'm, I'm really hesitating, of course, speaking about that, but currently we are implementing and inventing the telepathy module for our platform, so we don't need software anymore. <laughs> I'm joking, sorry. Um, there are a lot of <laughs> initiatives, of course, going on. So the topics in the supplier management um, arena, we scratched. Um, of course, um, our supplier network, where we have today around about uh, 400,000 registered suppliers, and um, we offer them more and more functionalities to administer themselves and, and to, to bring richness of information into that, because this is a topic um, terribly neglected uh, formally, that uh, the, 
Um, suppliers, of course, uh, they play a heavy role and a very important role at ease of use and, and really taking their knowledge and their intelligence to make the data and the processes richer and better. So we do a lot of in innovations around the supplier network like catalog services and, and shop integration services with that. Um, just recently, or as you know, we, we started in 2016 with Amazon Business as, as the start uh, partner for Amazon Business uh, for the go-to-market in Europe. And uh, we now have launched uh, a new fully integration for this supplier, which is not only a supplier with several hundred millions of sellable items, as a really big, huge marketplace, Amazon. So we have this direct Amazon integration. So if you search in your procurement system, we have the thick tube into the direct um, product content of Amazon, not even um, using the Amazon uh, surface, but staying within the Adventus, within the procurement platform. So all regarding supplier content integration and supplier data integration is something where we have a lot of uh, development initiatives. Um, and especially in terms of all um, ESG topics, we're opening our network to other plat third-party platforms like Ecovadis and, and other ones to really enrich uh, supplier transparency and, and, and of course, to, to include external sources to improve um, uh, supplier uh, data there. We have a lot of uh, supplier relationship management-related innovations like uh, flexible questionnaire services. With that and network-based document and certificate management within the supplier uh, management. And of course, we have a lot of automation uh, initiatives for the operative procurement uh, stuff. Like I mentioned also with Amazon Business, we have uh, a fantastic direct integration with that. Uh, we have generic search APIs where we can take this pattern, also integrating other um, network and marketplace platforms, not force the users leaving the, the procurement system, but really have the, all the guided buying possibilities of such um, uh, supplier platforms um, like, like Amazon, where you also really have rich content, video, movie, um, even configuration possibilities, which you directly integrate then into your procurement processes. And last but not least, of course, we, we do a lot in the invoice automation process. And with our last acquisition, Spendency, we have a, an, an artificial intelligence-based procurement analytics platform now. And um, we already started to really not only, but this is rich enough, but uh, anyway, we use this uh, analytics platform to really be the base of uh, AI and, and data-driven um, procurement decision processes with that. So this is um, giving a heavy impact on the not only having the data, analyzing it, but really using this rich data within the procurement network um, to help our users finding patterns how to improve even processes like process mining possibilities and, and improvements. So clearly lots that you're working on then right now as we go into the future. So my final question, Frank, and this is the easiest one I'm going to ask you, if anyone would like to learn more about Onventis, where is the best place that they can get hold of you? Well, I would so like to invite you to our website. Uh, this is always, of course, up to date. It's onventis.com. Uh, you find rich content uh, with that. Uh, simply ask for a live demo. That's always recommendable. Um, look at the intuitivity of the products and the solutions. Um, yeah, we'd really love to stay in contact and um, visit our events. 
We have really cool events uh, ongoing, webinars and even live events uh, with uh, a lot of uh, um, really good and interesting keynote speakers out of the business, a lot of, of customers speaking about the their projects and their rollout projects, their lessons learned, also their failures. <laughs> so just visit <laughs> unventis.com and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to get into connection with everybody. Awesome. Frank, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. Wish you all the best with everything that you've got in your pipeline and yeah, keep in touch. Thank you very much. So that was bit of a microcosm of what's going on in the source to pay space, especially in the mid market and some of the unique challenges and opportunities that that segment uh, represents, whether you're a buyer or whether you're indeed a solutions provider looking to get a little bit more insight into that market segment. Just a couple of things before we sign off. Don't forget to check out procurementsoftware.site if you would like to get uh, a very quick and easy overview of the different technology solutions that are available uh, based on your budget and your market sector and the specific solution that you're looking for. And finally, don't forget to like our page on LinkedIn. And we will be back again with you with another podcast the same time next week. Thanks again for listening and bye for now.